everybody, welcome to Seuss Creek. My name's Emily. Today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 11, which came out on January 20th, 1999. So before we get into it, I just want to say, make sure that you put on those post notifications so that way you can get catch every episode. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, that's JC's Creek Podcast. Make sure you follow the Instagram, that's Bitter and Potter, and make sure to follow the TikTok, Casey and Joey. So, I also want to say, if you're listening to this, I hope that you have a wonderful day. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that this gives you some type of closure if you don't have any friends that you can talk to about Dawson's Creek or Pacey and Joey. I hope that this kind of gives you like that little mentality with your little heart, like, oh, someone to talk to about this because that's how I feel most of the time. So without further ado, let's get into it. The first scene that we have is scene one of Joey, and we see Joey and Jack are outside of Joey's house, and Joey says, well, do you have everything? And Jack says, yeah, I think so. Joey just nods her head nervously and awkwardly because if you didn't catch the last episode, Jack and Joey were kissing. And so now this is kind of like the from the previous episode. And Jack says, yeah, I think so. And Joey nods and Joey says, okay, well, thanks for posing for me. And Jack says, yeah, sure. So then it quickly cuts to Pacey and Andy standing at the the side of the car kissing and scene two scene one of joey goes to cuts to joey and jack still in the same spot and jack says you don't have any regrets do you and joey shakes her head while smiling and says no and jack said that's good and jack leans in and they kiss and that was scene two of joey and then this is scene two of pacey where it cuts to Pacey and Andy, and Andy says thank you. By the way, this is kind of like a time lapse of from the last episode, so it just kind of continues. So that's why I'm like quickly going over it. And Pacey says thank you, and Andy starts laughing and says no thank you. And Pacey says no really thank you. And Andy says no really thank you. And Pacey's like I insist, thank you. Then they had, you know, they did the deed. And Pacey says, I insist, thank you. And she turns around and faces him, thank you. And she walks towards her house. Which kind of describes their, like, relationship. Like, they always have to have the last words. (laughs) And that was the end of, like, this little time-lapse thing that was going on. I'm not really sure what it exactly was, but I guess it was cute. I don't don't really know what to think about it. Second scene of Joey is Joey in the cafeteria and Jack and Joey are sitting next to each other. Jack says, so are we ever going to speak again? Because they're just kind of awkwardly being around each other, which honestly describes Joey with any real like relationship that she goes towards. She just kind of shuts up afterwards and Joey says, I hope so. And Jack says, why is it so awkward? And Joey says, hmm, I can answer that for 200, Bob, which... Okay, Joey. It was just kind of like one of those awkward scenes, but yet it was kind of like supposed to be one of those scenes that like you can tell from the feelings of how they were. And you can just tell that Jack was very awkward about this and Joey was very awkward about this. So combination, it just equals an awkward couple and you can't really tell what they are at this point. 
So the third scene of Pacey that we see is he goes, he's opening up his textbook when Andy comes behind him and covers his eyes. And Andy says, hey, Mr. Warder, how are you? And they start kissing when Pacey stops and says, I, you know, um, probably shouldn't do this right here. And Andy says, I'm sorry, I just have a major lust issues when you're, con when you're concerned. Thanks for last night. You were perfect, gentlemen. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Like, you can tell that they definitely did it. And Pacey says, glad I could be service. I had a nice time too. And Andy says, good. But we can tell in this scene that Pacey is just very, very awkward throughout the whole scene. And obviously there was some type of regret there holding on. And it wasn't like one of those scenes where Pacey was just being Pacey. It was literally Pacey just being a little bit quiet and awkward, like he wanted to say something in my opinion. And that's how I view it the first time and that's how I view it now. So the third scene we see is of Joey and it cuts to Joey and Jack. And Jack says, did you finish your drawing? Did it turn up yet? Or Joey reaches out and pulls pulls back a blue folder and she opens it but Jack quickly shuts it because this boy is naked and Jack says whoa hey leaving my shameless nature has its third hole it's only the, the only thing it's posing is in the quiet of your living room but in the cafeteria no uh and Joey says don't worry Jack this is strictly for my professionals eyes only Joey you're about to open it in front of the whole cafeteria and Jack scoots in closer and he looks at it and Jack says, do you think I could have it after you're done? I know, you know, for, as a keepsake. And Joey says, wow, so you can remember your 15 minutes of fame as a ma man model? And Jack says, so I can remember everything about last night, which was cute. But I mean, I would want to keep something like that too, mostly so that way no one shares it. <laughs> But that's probably one of his reasons, but also I think it was cute that he wanted to keep it so that way he could remember it, but also why didn't Joey notice that? It was a little bit weird to me, like, shouldn't someone notice that he wanted to keep that? One, because it's his personal possession, and two, like, hmm, like, you drew that, but it was of him, and it was a memorable night for sure. So, scene four, we have a Pacey. And it cuts to Annie and Pacey, and Annie says, what's this? And Pacey says, it's nothing, just a history quiz. And Annie says, oh, so what you get? And Pacey says, never, you know, not, never mind. And Annie says, no, really, what'd you get? And, it said, and Pacey said, it's none of your business, which, dang, Pacey, Pacey really said, nope, you're not ever gonna know. And Annie asks, what's wrong? And Pacey says, nothing. And Annie says, is it a bad grade, or is it me, are you giving me, you're not sad about last night, are you? And Pacey says, no, last night was fun, um, because I feel like Pacey does this thing, and I'm, maybe because he just doesn't want to ruin the relationship that he has with girls, but he, like, kind of is just quiet about the whole situation, and he kind of ruins it for himself, because he doesn't talk about it, and he just kind of says, oh, it was nice and then he kind of got upset about the nice part but over here it was like he was just being kind of cold about the whole thing like he wasn't talking he wasn't saying anything he wasn't being pacey pacey wasn't being the person he always was and so annie says 
Look, I know that things escalated in her relationship, and uh, a lot was said and done. That and Pacey says, Andy, can we just forget about this for, for right now, please? It's just you know I have to study. You want you want me studying, right? And Andy says, sure. More, but more importantly, I just want to know that some, you're not going to turn into some stereotypical guy that turns off and shuts down as soon as the relationship starts to progress. And I don't want to say that's Pacey, but Andy did kind of describe Pacey a little bit because I feel like he does kind of shut girls off when they get closer. Because, not because like he doesn't want to be with them, but also because it's just a big deal to him. Like trying to be some with someone was hard for him because he never got that love and support it's part of like who we are as people and who we are as the norm because i feel like least i'm not pacey didn't get that love and support he got at home therefore he didn't know how to do that with other people he he knew how to love people but not really in the sense that like someone else knows how to love people like Andy knew how to love people too but it was also hard for Pacey just to open up to girls and women and that might be because of his mom in a way because maybe his mom didn't show enough love or his dad didn't show enough love because as we grow older we are connected by our parents and depending on how much love you get from your parents is how much love you're going to show to your significant others and your children and your friends and so I feel like that's one of the reasons why Pacey is just the way that he is and Pacey says I'm not shutting down okay it's just I'm really behind and I have to study you understand that right and Andy says yeah so scene four of Joey it cuts to Dawson and Joey standing outside of the school under the ledge and they're being sheltered from rain. And Dawson says, hey, and Joey says, hey, Dawson, looks like scary weather. And Dawson says, yeah, I heard it was supposed to rain for the next couple of days. What you got there? Motioning to the boy folder, which Dawson is just a nosy person. Like, he just wants to know everything and everything about everyone. And it's just so annoying to me. Like, why can't you just mind your own business? And... Joey says, oh, this drawing for art, and Dawson says, and a gig man, and Joey says, yeah, and Dawson asks how it turned out, and Joey answers by, with saying, naked, with a laugh, and Dawson says, can I see it, and Joey says, um, how's that movie coming, Dawson just completely changes the subject, because one, it was none of his business, and two, it was of Jack and she didn't want to invade his privacy because she knew that he wouldn't like that. And Dawson says, um, still casting. We, we can't seem to find a leading lady. And Joey asked why it's that. And Dawson says, well, it's difficult. The part, the part requires a certain mixture of spirit and passion, wide-eyed innocent and unparable exquisite beauties. And Joey says that he sounds like he's looking for... <laughs> For Julia Robinson, Roberts. Um, so I love that so much, that whole scene. But I, I like how she says that because, I mean, that was a good actress to reference that to. And Dawson says, what I need is you. And there's complete silence. And Jolie says, Dawson, 
is this movie about us? Like, it just kind of dawns on her, like, oh, man, he did not just make a movie about us and our relationship, because that's private business. But, yep, he did. And Dawson says, it's drama in a vague of us. And Joey says, well, I should read it, don't you think? I mean, to make sure it's not a character assassinate. And Dawson says, Joe, I would never write anything hurtful about you ever. I hope you know that. That's wrong, Dawson. You would totally write something to hurt her because she hurt you. And Joey says, yeah. And Dawson says, look, I should just probably make a break for it. Thanks for waiting for me and waiting, praying with me. And Joey says, anytime. And she stares off of him as he walks away. I'm surprised he didn't, like, keep pushing her with the drawing. Maybe because he finally got to talk about something that he wanted to talk about. I'm not really sure why he didn't say anything about that. But also, at the same time, I feel like when she realized that the movie was about them two, she was like, oh, man, he he really went that far. <laughs> Which I feel bad for Joey in that part. Next scene is scene five of Pacey, and it cuts to Andy, um, Abby, and Pacey at his locker, and she's holding a clipboard and a pencil, and Pacey asks, what's this? And Abby says, I know you can read, Pacey, it's a petition, and Pacey asks, for what? And Abby says, a school condom disp dispenser, I'm collecting signatures, and Pacey says, Abby, you're too much. And Abby says, teachers, the teenagers these days, we grow up too fast. Sex is everywhere. Like, you know, with the, with you and Andy? And she just kind of pushes that button. And Pacey says, hey, you know, tell me, Abby, what would it take to, to make you a distant memory? Just automatically hits her with that. And then the next scene is Chris actually intimidating Joey like he did with Pacey to get their signatures. The reason why they're getting a signature is because Pacey dropped the note in class and it was about the sex night with Andy because when she covered his eyes that's when they were in class and I guess she was just kind of like he was feeling all the feelings and he was going to tell her how he felt and even though we never saw that note that's what everyone was trying to get the handwriting for. And it cuts to Chris and Joey, and Chris is motioning to a script, and he says, It's a good read. Recently, he did some heavy-duty reverse. Put a little lucky. Well, I don't know, to give it a good ending. And Joey says, Look, Chris, I should wait until he asks. And Chris says, Tell you what, I'll just slip into your bag right here, and you can make the call. And Joey says, Whatever. And Chris says, Oh, Joey, you want to keep it on the QT? And she walks out the room, and Chris looks under the table to find a large blue folder as Abby enters. So, maybe it wasn't the signatures that he, she was trying to get, but I feel like there was one signature somewhere. Oh, it was... I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so maybe... Yeah, anyway. So Chris was trying to do the same thing as Abby, but not really in a sense. And so, scene six of Pacey... It cuts to the book fair, and Pacey says, Hey, McPhee, you got a second? And Andy says, I I'm busy. And Pacey says, Yeah, I know, but I need to talk to you. And Andy says, Really? Apparently, you've been, do you've been doing enough talking for the both of us. And Pacey says, Excuse me? 
And Annie says, you know, it's interesting that I get the cold shutdown non-variable pacey while the rest of Cape Side gets the return pacey wither under Trooper Town Lebanon's and Pacey says, listen, I know you probably freaked out by my weirdness yesterday, and actually that's why I came here to talk to you, but you're kind of losing me on everything else. And Annie says, what have you been saying to people about us, Pacey? And Pacey says, about us? Nothing. And Andy says, that's not what Abby Morgan says, because Abby Morgan intimidated Andy. And Pacey says, come on, Andy, since when have you listened what Abby Morgan has to say? And Andy says, she knows. And Pacey goes about, and Andy says, the other night. And Pacey says, what? What, Andy? What? What's to know? You and I shared a wonderful romantic evening. Andy says, if you weren't happy with me, or what happened the other night, you should have made it clear instead of sp spreading all our sexual property all over the school. And this kind of makes Pacey mad. He asks, are you kidding me? And Annie says, the other night, it was personal. In fact, there was more possession versions of it waffling all over the, school the halls that makes someone think that she is someone's been talking. And it makes me not want to talk to you right now. And Pacey says, okay, if that's what you think, then I guess... We don't have to say anything about it. And I feel like this episode was just kind of like recapping of what happened in the next episode. And there's not really much to talk about this episode. But I generally feel like Pacey would never talk badly about Andy and himself. But I feel like in another way he would tell Dawson if they were closer. But I also feel like he wouldn't because of Tamara and the whole season with her. I feel like Pacey felt like Dawson just thought of as him like a sexual creature in a way. And I I don't think Pacey would tell anyone because he's not close with anyone. He wouldn't go spreading it to Abby, Abby Morgan because them two weren't close at all. And so when Andy can, like, accused him of that, he was like, who, who would I tell, you know? I feel like that was his reaction. So the next scene that we have is scene one of Pacey and Joey. So we finally get to see them two together. And Joey and Pacey enter at the same time, which I found funny. We should have saw them too in the hallway because I can already imagine what they did. They're like, what are you doing here? Why well, I was told to be here. What are you doing here? And so Pacey says, I see all... I see all the mystery summits too. So what's going down here? Is it some practical joke or what? And Joey walks behind him and goes, that's what I want to know too. And Pacey signs and says, you know, I have this horrible feeling. I know exactly who's behind this. And then Dawson answers and he says, who? Could, could you tell me what's going on? And Abby enters the room and Abby says, oh, look, all my favorite people gather together in one room. I forgot my camera. And Dawson says, I should have known. And Chris enters with a camcorder. And Abby laughs and says, oh, no, I didn't. And Jen says, Abby, okay, Abby, what delirious scream have you catched, hatched up this time? And Abby says, all good things come to those who wait. But you never know, you never been through at postponing, please, have you? And when she says that, I'm like, all comes to those who wait in the beauty of it all. And I can't sing. Anyway, so Pacey says, why did you bring us here, Abby? 
take one in your one of those scandalous reboots and abby says actually it's my mystery project in my possession i have a letter a lost letter that ha was written by one of you in this room to another in this room stop me if you hear this i want to talk to you about last night it comes it comes out wrong so i thought i would write it down the last night was amazing, but having sex changes everything, and I think we should take some time before anything happens again. Which, I don't feel like that was, like, a wrong thing to say, and I like that he had to, like, write it down, because I feel like it was more personal, and I feel like, because we know it's Pacey, and I feel like that's why he did it, not to be, like, rude, not to be like oh i didn't want to have sex with you it was more like a personal thing and he knew either way how andy would take this she would take it the wrong way and joey says you know this is this is a serve i'm going out of here and abby says oh come on joey don't you want to stick around and see who the author of this letter is and she and she takes a seat as abby goes to the podium and abby says sex the, greater, the world's greater mystery. Philosophies, poets, scientists over time have tried to rationalize, to accept, explain it, glorify it, criticize it, and Dawson says, spare us the memoid. And Jim says, could you get to the point, Abby? And Jack says, who wrote this letter? Abby says, who wrote the letter? And she goes down and turns off on the lights. And Abby says, that's all you care about it, isn't it? Fine. When the letter was first brought to my attention, my thought was, said Jocelyn and Jen. She's been trying to do, seduce them for weeks, which I love how she says that. And now, with all their late night working sessions and having him relieved for his putty a bear with Joey through his writing, I thought, beating the heat at the moment, he needed a Joey replacement. Then I thought, Dawson, no way. Having saving himself for Joey or old age, whichever comes first, love how she said that too and jen she has way too much infinite issues to bump into someone she cares about so my guess was jack and joey joey is a liberal woman these days and underneath the jack sensitive little boy fans i have a feeling that their sex pit was just waiting to jump and suffer to jack let me know when you're ready to graduate to a woman, real woman and jack says you're sick and wrong and dawson says is she We've seen all the pictures, and Dawson, Joey says, what? You don't know what you're talking about, Dawson. That drawing was for art class. And Dawson said, what happened after the model session? And Joey says, what do you care? And Dawson says, maybe I don't. And Abby says, here we go, Chris, get it. And because they're trying to film it for a class. And Joey says, oh, right, you're too busy rewriting your script to an infinite life. I know about you and Jen. And Dawson says, what do you care? And Abby says, how sad, romantic destiny born with the wrong person. And Dawson says, Abby, you have it all wrong. And Abby says, oh, you didn't have sex with Jen. And Dawson looks at Joey and then Jen. And Joey says, well, answer the question, Dawson, tell the truth. And Dawson says, the truth is you slept with Jack. And Joey says, maybe I did. And Dawson says, well, I slept with Jen. And Abby says, this is good. You did it. You did, didn't you? And Dawson says, did you? And Joey says, maybe. And Joey says, tell the truth. And Joey sa says, no, you tell the truth. And Dawson says, I asked you first. And then blah, 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 blah. 
and both of them say yes at the same time and lightning crashes where both their faces are dropped and there's a long silence. And Jen says, that's not true. We didn't sleep together. She just automatically went, nope, we didn't do that. And she's like, pathetic display over here is the main reason why. And Dawson sits at the tape at his desk, not facing Joey. And Jack says, we didn't either. And then Pacey's head is laying flat on the desk. And Abby says, well, there's one couple left. And Abby reads the note that says, Sex changes everything, and I think we should have some time before it happens again. This only leads Andy. And Andy says, I didn't write that. And Abby says, of course you didn't. I checked the handwriting. It belongs to Pacey. And Pacey looks at Andy, and Andy says, you wrote that? And he doesn't make a move. And she's like, well, did you? And Pacey nods his head slowly, and Andy begins to cry. And she says, so that's why you've been so weird and cold lately. And Pacey shakes his head no. And what were you? And she continues by saying, "What were you trying to say with me? So you sleep with me? You don't want me?" That's not what she said at all. She's he was trying to say like, "Hey, I don't want to do this again because I need time." But also at the same time, he should have said that to her face. And Anna says, "You disgust me." And Pacey closes his eyes as she storms out. He gets up and he walks over to Jack. And Pacey says, "That's not how." That's not how it is. And the group starts leaving. And Abby says, did you get that? And Chris makes a thumbs up. And Jen says, I don't know where you come from or have a more misfortune of being responsible for existence, but you're a lying, pathetic, and cruel person. And the fact that you're only 16-year-olds makes me feel sorry for you that anyone else in the room has to live to attention. So I feel like Pacey did this because not because he was just trying to be rude to Andy, but I feel like it was one of those scenes where it was kind of like she was hurt by it, but also like Pacey had to say what he had to say. So scene two of Pacey, Joey's giving her presentation and Joey says because of her well-drawn sleets and quiver mystery, Agatha Christie will remain as a Prison, prison woman, mystery writer of the past, future, and present. Thank you, Mr. Peterson. And he, Mr. Peterson says, thank you. Very good, Josephine. And now Abigail. I love how he just says Josephine and Abigail, the two names that they don't go by. And she, Abby pulls up a thick red folder and a tape sets on her desk. And Joey, Dawson, Andy, and Jen intently watch her. And Mr. Peterson says, is there any, po is it possible, Mr. Morgan, that you're going to surprise me with your assignment? Is it possible that you have decided to be good for yourself and apply integrity to your education? At, okay, he's just an old, sad, lonely guy. <laughs> and Abby looks around at Joey, Jen, Dawson, Andy, Jen, and Pacey, and she puts the holder back underneath her desk and says, I won't. I wouldn't want to disappoint you, Mr. Peterson. I didn't do it. And the antagony, just for the record, is a tired notion last in late 70s. And Mr. Peterson says, well, then, I'm not I'm not sure black integrity will make you e easier with your F. And Abby looks miserable. And Miss Miffy, that's what he says. And it's next. So Andy's next. And she gets up and she walks past Abby. Why whispering thank you and Abby says whatever. 
So I feel like this wasn't a main scene with Hazy or Joey, but I do feel like this relates to them. So I feel like Abby did this because of everyone and everyone watching her and she knew like she did it wrong, but I feel like it was mostly because Jen and what she said, I feel like Abby and Jen were somewhat close. They were just really bad friends, but I feel like Jen just kind of snapped her out of it. So the next scene that we have is scene six of Pacey and it cuts to Pacey running towards Andy in the rain and it gets in her car and automatically Andy's so mad that she just says get out and Pacey's like we're not done and Andy's like oh yes we are and Pacey's like I know my behavior lately has been a little bit confusing and I'm sorry for being so cold and distance but a lot of stuff has been happening. I mean, I don't really know where to start, and Andy's like, you can start by getting out of the car. And Pacey says, how about I start the truth? And he digs around in his bag, and he pulls out a piece of paper and gives it to her. My history quiz. I never told you my grade. And Andy says, Pacey, you got an, and Pacey says, an A. I got an A. The first A I've gotten my entire life. It kind of threw me for a loop. So, what I think for Pacey... Again, I will say this because I honestly think it's the truth, but I think with Pacey, he was so focused on how will I get past this because he knows that if Andy and her, like Andy and him break up, like it's not going to be like Andy's going to help him with every single thing. Like he still has to work through this. And so I feel like with, like I said earlier, when and he was like, you're such a good guy, like you're amazing, and I think you're so nice and funny and smart. He was like, what? No one has told me that before. What are you even trying to tell me? And so I feel like when he's stuck with that, he's just like, whoa, someone thinks I'm amazing. Someone thinks I'm smart. Someone thinks I'm handsome someone thinks I'm all these things and I've never got told that so when he sees his first A that's kind of what goes through his mind he's like wow I got my first A and it's the first time that I feel like I am accomplishing something so that's how he feels because he got told that he was going to fail his sophomore year and possibly not graduate so now he is like what I just got my first A how do I even begin to say this out loud that it's me it's not someone else it's me who got this a and so andy asked why he worked so hard and this is pacey's response because it changes everything don't you see everything always been so predictable for you but now my whole life course is changing ever since you and i had sex i felt anxious you know wondering should we have waited? Should we have slowed down? Wondering if it was the right thing. Wishing I had taken the high road. And that's not me, you know? I used to be so comfortable with the part about Pacey is just... I didn't expect that. Now I don't have a clue and I'm terrified. And that's why I'm pulling away from you. And Annie says, It's okay to be scared, Pacey. The world is a scary, scary place. But I don't want you to be scared of me. And Pacey's like, How could I not be, Andy? You're the one person in this whole life for me I'm afraid of that. And Andy's like, what? And Pacey said, I'm afraid that you're the most single important thing ever to be grace assisting, assisting. And Andy, I'm falling for you helplessly in love. And 
it's silent. I love how he says this. He doesn't say, I love you. He says it in Pacey fashion, where he says, The single most important being to ever graced my existence. Oh, that's when we all fell more in love with Pacey. He doesn't say it in a sense like, you're amazing and I love you. He says it in this form and fashion that we all wish teenage boys would have said to us. But sadly, they never did. And Andy's... And he says, say something, because I'm kind of getting cut off and laid out for you. And Annie says, yeah, that was pretty, pretty scary. And Pacey says, that is, that's all I have to say. And Annie says, no, I'll share that, I'll share your fear. And Andy said, Pacey said, yeah. And Annie says, you're at Zach fear. And before this scene ends, I want to say that Pacey's hair in this was absolutely amazing or joshua jackson like his wet hair soaking in his face and the way that he gets into the car i would <laughs> like i don't know if anyone has seen this show or if like some of you guys are t like older than me or younger than me or whatever so there's this show called girl meets world and the only reason why i watched it was because of boy meets world and in one of the scenes she goes <laughs> like something like that and it just reminds me of that every single time I watch this scene because I'm like wow Pacey looks amazing in this so the next scene that we have cuts to Joey at her locker as Dawson walks up to her um to his and they're close enough to each other but they don't say anything and Joey finishes and starts to walk away when Dawson stops her Dawson says you and I proceed till the blue we're blue in the face and when it comes to the time to actually doing it, where we are left with it is a couple of harmless kisses. I mean, the setting was right, the timing was perfect, but nothing happened. Why? And da Joey says, I know why. And Dawson says, you do? And Joey says, yeah, the same reason nothing happened with me. Dawson, it's, it's not about the perfect setting. It's not about the perfect timing. It's about the perfect person. Which I do agree with that, but Joey does not realize that her perfect person is Pacey. And I think that's where it's going to come in a little bit later in season four. And so she starts to walk out and head for the door as Dawson stares after her. And Joey is outside underneath the shredded from the rain and Dawson comes out. Joey quietly says, hey, it was a little different than the hey earlier. No one asked about the naked guy or the movie or what the movie was about, but Joey Dawson says, why didn't you, why, why didn't you want me to think that you slept with Jack, and Joey says, I don't know, I mean, I guess the reason, the same reason you wanted me to think that you slept with Jen, and Dawson said, that's not an answer, and Joey says, well, that's not the only answer you're, that's the only answer you're getting, I guess, and Dawson says, I'm glad you didn't, and Joey says, I'm glad you didn't either. And Dawson says, Joey, I miss you. And Dawson says, I miss, and Joey says, I miss you too. So Joey, he misses you so much that he's writing a movie about you and your relationship. How does that make you feel probably awful? And, and Joey says, well, maybe he's like, Dawson says, I don't know if we were captive 15 years or what we had, but I'm willing to accept any small friendship you send my way. And Joey says, well, maybe we could start slowly. And Dawson says, okay, yeah. 
And Joe says, okay. And Dawson says, okay. And then he signs and he says, looks like the rain, this rain isn't going to let up anytime soon. So when you, what do you say? We make a run for it? And Joey says, I say we walk. And they start walking. And with, and Dawson says, what did you really think about my script? And they have this whole, like, coat, he puts the coat over their head. And if you ever seen, like, have you ever read the fanfiction, The Man to Hold? I'm going to actually read this to you guys really fast because I want you guys to, like, read a little bit of it with me because I love this scene and this is kind of like the Dawson and Joey scene, but it's reversed to Pacey and Joey. So this is chapter two of The Man to Hold and I will put a description down below if you guys want to read it. So it says, two days later while eating lunch with Andy, Jack sat down at their table announcing he scored a date with Joey. He didn't know what to think, being caught between his best friend and Andy's brother, not to mention his own confusing dynamic with Joey was not going to be pleasant. He was determined to stay out of it and keep his distance from yet another love triangle and to focus on his the only good thing in his life, Andy. He never wished to death, to death upon anything like he had Abby Morgan. Hearing the thunder ahead of him in the pouring rain outside, he hoped that he should get hit by lightning. As he walked out of school, cursing her name and praying she rots in hell, Joey's voice interrupted his birthday. Hey, Pace. Closing his eyes, he ha he hung his head. He didn't want to deal with his with her opinions about his character in her lecture on mortality. Begrudgingly, he turned around. Yes, Joe? Can you give me a ride home? He blinked. Uh, sure. He stood on the vintage, staring at the parking lot. There was no way to avoid getting soaking wet. We're going to have to make run, run for it. Ready? I don't know. I think we should walk. It's safer. Why walk when we could run? She nodded his head, hoist her backpack over the, the both sh shoulders. But I don't know if I can run, Pace. I don't want to slip and fall and break something. Wouldn't that just be perfect ending to this day in hell? He held out his hand, fixing her with a steady gaze. I won't let you fall, Potter. Trust me. Smiling appreciatively, she slipped his palm inside his. He closed his hands around hers, holding her tight. Come on. They ran together through the rain into the parking lot, closing and jumping into the weather sta station wagon. They gazed at each other, both soaked to the skin and laughed. But it wasn't long before his heart fell, his heart sinking within him as he thought of his Andy swirled into inside his head. Do you, do you want to talk about it, Joey? Be very kindly. I got an A on a history quiz. She gave him a confused look. That's great, Pacey, but I don't understand. What does this have to do? He sighed. I never got an A before. I mean, Andy has completely... My life is slowly starting to change for the better, and suddenly that doesn't seem so hopeless anymore. She makes me feel like I'm not lost, because after all, which is a completely new feeling for me. You never have been a lost cause, Pacey. That's your dad talking. You shouldn't go listen to his crap because it's not true. He started the car and pulling out at the parking lot. Yeah, well, maybe if 
if he was only a weather when, whenever, said such, but when we both, but we both know that's not the case. Other than Gretchen, I'm a, the bearer of the existence. Joey started playing with her fingers and stared down at her lap. So you and Andy had sex, and now you regret it. Regret is a strong word. He replied, turning out to the road. We don't have we don't have to talk about this, Joey. We we know sex isn't your topic. We really enjoy it discussing, because I'm a prude, right? She scolded. You know, Pacey. Just because I don't particularly like talking about it doesn't mean I think I don't think about it or want it. Not now, of course, but you know I will eventually. She blushed. She blushed. Look, look. You can talk to me about whatever is bothering you with Andy. If you need someone to talk about it or don't talk, now sweat off my back. He rolled his eyes. Okay, fine. It was really special, but we haven't been dating that long. What if we went too fast and now it falls, it falls apart because there wasn't a strong foundation? A relationship before rushing into things for, rolled by my hormones for once. And the thing is, it wasn't just my hormones. It really wasn't. It wasn't sex because I wanted to get it off. It was more than than that. So much more that I don't even know how to put into words. And it scares me. I feel like I lost Andy. And not now and not ever. But I feel like I can't lose Andy. Not now, not ever. But my life, life up until this point has been nothing but shit. And how... How can I expect the worst? Maybe we're moving on too fast and should hit the brakes. Pacey, Pacey they're giving serious thought and concentration to his action, color me shocked. She smirked, her eyes sparkling humorously. If you want my opinion, and I know you really do, it sounds like you're in love with her. He let out a shaky breath. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. The other shoe pawns to drop. They drove in silence until they arrived to her house. She reached for the door handle and towards him. Thanks for the ride. Donning his head, he gave him gave her a weak smile. No problem, Joe. Pacey, she said as she opened the car door. Don't be afraid for losing someone else, someone you love that you refuse to love anyone. Fear makes us run away from people we want most cling to for the people we aren't right for us. But it won't bring happiness to our lives. Love is scary and not loving is even more terrifying. You're the one to talk, Potter. She signed and stopped and stepped out of the car. I'm a work at progress, but here, but here we are. After she closed the door, he watched her run through the rain and disappear into her house. Her words danced around his head and the rest of his drive home. So the reason why I read that was because I felt like this was a good part where I want to say that they were running together and the part where she says... Um, we can, I say we walk, kind of remind me of that chapter. So I wanted to say, if you have not read The Man to Hold, I definitely advise you to read it because as you heard, it's a really good story. And I feel like they take, she takes like every part of the scene and like makes it even bigger with Pacey and Joey. So if you definitely like Pacey and Joey, I recommend that. And if you want to read more, Again, that was chapter two. I suggest you continue reading because there's a lot of scenes that I like will go back on and I may read some more as the podcast continues, especially in season three. 
because I feel like there's a lot that goes on with season 3 that reminds me of this fanfiction because they added on to it and sometimes I even get confused on what happens because I'm like that didn't happen and that's how I felt when I rewatched this episode I'm like wait didn't that fanfiction say that and then I reread re it and I was like oh my gosh they did they took that part and I just think it was so so genius and i really hope they come back because it's been since september since the last time they upto uploaded so i am hoping that they come back but maybe not anyway so that was this episode so if you like this episode please make sure to give it a big thumbs up make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel where i will be posting every friday saturday and sunday and i hope that you enjoyed this episode make sure to follow my Instagram, Twitter, and Potter, and my TikTok, Pacey and Joey. And I'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.